Hello, welcome again to S Polk Radio right here on Anchor.fm. This is Spotify. You're here listening through Spotify. S Polk Radio. Our first song is Center Man by the Inspiration of God Singers, and it's led by our sister Natalie Polk, who has gone on to get her eternal reward. We memorialized her on September 4th, 2021. We miss her dearly, but she has left a mark on the world. And this is her singing this song that God gave me, especially for her. And she learned it the day of our live recording, which was held at Mount Olive Baptist Church that evening in Denison, Texas, when it was located on Day Street and was under the leadership of Pastor Billy Kelly. Our musician is Gloria Henley, and uh, we had musicians. The Mighty Songs of Joy came from Tyler to Texas, to Denison, Texas, to accompany us on this album, live recording.
I'm reminded of the day, Lord, that you saved my soul. Of how you washed away all of my sins and you cleansed and made me whole. Then sometimes, sometimes, when it seems like it's going to get a little rough, I'm reminded, I'm reminded of your word, Lord, that you'll always be there when the going gets tough. You're always there when I need you, Lord. You never, never, never fail to stay by my side. That's why I love you, and I'll always praise your holy name. That's why. Even unto the end of the world You said you'd never leave me or forsake me That you'll always be there You're always there When I need you, Lord You never, never, never fail To stay by my side That's why I love you And I'll always
Hello to everyone. Greetings. This is Espoke Radio Podcast. And today, this being the first time I podcast on Espoke Radio's podcast, I've done a show. I'm going to talk about apologies. And my topic is half H-A-L-F colon as A-S apologies okay so we know that there are many people who apologize but they're really not apologizing so I think we've all been through that we probably played that little thing ourselves a half apology sometimes not even a half apology so I'm going to that apology and you will see this also on point of view with Shirley, Cleester, Eula and Maritha but I want to do it in its entirety because I know that I'm not going to take up all the time on point of view to do this so you will be able to hear the entire presentation on apology on this S. Polk Radio podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and get started, and I always do my prayer. Dear God, as I sit before you to speak, I pray to you that my soul you will keep. And if I should die before I finish, I pray to you, dear God, in the name of Jesus, that any outstanding sins will be forgiven. Amen. So there's, there are different types of apologies, and I am going to bring them out. And I came up with one today, and I will think of it again after I get into this. But we're talking about these half apologies, non-apologies, they're just so much out here. There's so many people playing games with people, with their lives, with their uh, minds and everything. But these apologies, like I know that we've all, (laughs) we've all dealt with these. So I found one part of this in reddit.com and it comes from from a site Uh, I will give you the author's name of this material that I'm going to read here. And I'm going to read it basically word for word. And then I also have in here a message from a pastor on apologies. And my first uh, writer here is, his last name is Mary. His middle name is Jean, J-E-A-N. So I'm going to get up here and get his full name so that I can give it to you and then we'll get on with it. His Spencer Jean Dash Mary, M-A-R-Y. And it said that he did this like three years ago in humans. So I am going to go ahead 
after I make sure that my Bluetooth is working here. Make sure that everything is working like it should. So now I will go to my information. You can contact me at spokeradio at yahoo.com. You can contact me on Facebook. You can also go to spokeradio on citrus.com to my radio station and hear all the wonderful music that I have been blessed to compose and to upload and to maintain by the grace of God my own radio station. Now, and I'm going to start out with this. Six types of apologies you should not accept from anyone. And so what I know it's talking about is like this half-hearted, half-baked apologies, these half-you-know-what apologies, and you know people are not sincere. So you have to take these apologies with a grain of salt. Yet you can have a forgiving heart, but yet you can move on with your life and exclude these people from your life. Okay. So, because it gets to a point in our lives that we have to move on. We have to do the thing that's best for us that gives us peace and comfort in our souls and our minds. God did not mean for us to be abused and misused constantly by the same people over and over again. And then he's given us enough sense and enough wisdom, enough wit to know when other people are trying to misuse us. And we can get ourselves out of that situation if we will take the courage that is allotted to us and the us. And then we don't want to be guilty of being one of the people that does abuse and misuse people. So if you are one, then it's time now to repent to God and be saved and move forward with your life and be a better person from here on. And I say, I say be saved. I admonish you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior after you repent of your sins, okay? Now, so, there are six types of apologies you should not accept from anyone. And as I said, this is by Spencer Jean Mary. And he put, this was in Friendship, so we have, so I guess you can look up Friendship. It should be a site, I guess. So here's the story. So why apologize? The point of an apology. People always say that you should think before you speak or think before you act. However, there's only a handful of people that actually do this. Some of us go on with our lives saying and doing whatever we want based on how we feel. And that is so true. It is after the fact we may choose to apologize for our actions. The whole point of an apology is one, to recognize your wrongdoing 
and how your words or actions impacted that person that you hurt. Second is also to learn from your mistakes and try your best not to do that again. Now, nowadays, people say and do things then, later on, try to apologize to someone or to the public for what they've done only to go back and do it all over again. We see this happen all the time in our everyday life, in social media, in the news. It happens everywhere. However, not every apology should be accepted and the transgressors should always face any or all consequences that may come as a result of the pain they inflicted on others. I'm going to go over the types of apologies that should never be accepted no matter what. So when anyone decides to use one of those apologies, you will then know that they are just full of it. In addition, avoid interacting with these people in any way. You have to. You have to part ways. You have to in order to have peace of mind. After all, if they are not remorseful, if they are not remorseful for their actions once, chances are they will be more likely to try and do the same thing to you again. And we have witnessed that personally, firsthand. We have witnessed it, okay? So our number one point here, the apology is a half A-S-S apology, okay? And so people say, if you say ass, you're cussing, but ass is a donkey, okay? So we know for sure that's what kind of animal it is. But this is half a half-ass apology, all right? So for those who might feel like I'm offending, offending you by saying this word, we are all grown and we are all intelligent people, okay? And we've heard it said before. So this is a common type of apology where the person doesn't really put enough effort on apologizing, okay? So there's a lack of sincerity and sometimes they can tell by their facial expression. You know, you can tell, yes you can, and their chosen words. Half the time, what they say makes no sense at all, and they're usually quick with the apology. They say what they want to say and move on to something else quickly. Sometimes, they may try to make light of the situation by trying to bring humor and not taking things seriously. So this can show you that this person isn't truly sorry, and they probably felt that their actions were validated from the get-go. It hurts, but it's the truth. They show no remorse about the pain they have inflicted onto the person whom they hurt. 
This is an apology that should not be accepted and the nature of the friendship or relationship you have with this person should be questioned. Now, this has come to my mind uh, just as I'm reading the last part of this number one. Now, if you're in a dangerous life-threatening situation at the time of the apology and you believe that if you uh, you say I accept the apology that that will save your life then tell them I accept your apology okay but in the meantime you are planning all along your escape so you have to do what's best in order to get out of that situation that's that's my part of it, okay? Number two, apologizing for something that is common sense. These are apologies that the writer says that you should never, ever accept, okay? Now, accepting and forgiving, I believe, are different things. You can forgive a person according to the will of God so that your heart and mind, your soul, can be clear with God, but you don't have to be around that person. You don't have to stay around that person, and you don't be foolish enough to let them take advantage of you again, okay? What gives you peace of mind, all right? So to release that off of you, but then it's not to be foolish and just act like it never happened. And always be aware and on guard and leery of that person. Okay? So we're talking about number two, apologizing for something that is common sense. People say common sense isn't common. Now while there may be some truth to this, we also have to understand that not everyone is on the same level of maturity, experience, intellect, and of course, common sense. We experience this a lot in relationships where one partner will feel that the other partner should have not, should have not acted a certain way as it should have been common sense for them to know better. Well, if you find someone's common sense level not matching yours, then it's it's a possibility that you two are on two different levels. It doesn't make one better than the other. Not at all, okay? It just means that you two can try to learn from each other and teach one another. So, if it seems as though you two cannot teach each other in a positive and healthy manner, then it's obvious that there is an incompatibility issue at play. However, there are some things that should not have been done considering that it would be common sense for someone to know not to do them. Therefore, a simple apology for doing those things just may not be sufficient to forgive someone. In this case, that person's actions and behavior going forward in the future will have to be the judge of that. There are some apologies that just cannot, because you know people do not mean them. 
but in order to free yourself, you have to do what you have to do in order to get out of that situation, okay? You have to do it. All right. Number three, an apology for a favor. And I think all of us have probably experienced this if we haven't done it ourselves, okay? The people who use this apology tend to do so in order to get something from the person they are apologizing to. The way to know this is when you don't hear from someone whom you had an altercation with for a while. So then suddenly, out of the blue, they come out to say that they're sorry for what they did only later to hear them ask you for a favor. Unfortunately, that would be an apology you should not accept as they are using only you for this favor. Once the favor has been done, they'll just go back to their awful ways. You can always do them the favor depending on the severity of the cause. Right, you can always do them the favor depending on the severity of the issue. Of course, if it's a life, death, or death situation, most people aren't heartless enough to turn someone down. So however, let it be known that you're only doing them a favor out of the kindness of your heart and that their apology means nothing absolutely to you. People who apologize for something just so they can gain access to someone's resources should be avoided at all costs. And this makes great sense. It's not telling you to hate the people. It's, that's not what it's doing. It's not telling you that, but it's telling you to be cautious and use common sense and to do the thing that's best for you. Number four, an apology that comes with anger. Anger is one emotion that should not be present when it comes to an apology. When someone is remorseful, they may be angry at themselves, but never at the other person. That's if they're remorseful, you get that? So if someone is angry at you and still apologizes for something, somewhere inside he or she may feel that his or her actions were validated and did not want to apologize to begin with. So however, they are usually apologizing because they are forced to do so. Which brings the writer to the next type of apology. That's number five, a forceful apology. And I think we've all been forced into apologizing, especially when we were children. We've all been forced into it. Tell, you tell him you're sorry, you tell him I'm sorry. Now hug and make up. And sometimes they hug, now you kiss him and you make up. You, but you tell him you're sorry. We've all been through that. We've all been through that. I believe we have. It's unusual to find someone that hasn't <laughs> when they were children. A forceful apology is very common, especially among relatives. This is when someone apologizes only because someone they respect, fear, or sometimes care, or someone orders them to do so. Now, people usually do this for the sake of others and not because they realize what they have done caused pain to someone supposedly they care about. 
Now, this is one apology I think should never be accepted as the transgressors aren't really sorry for their actions. They normally do this to quiet down a situation or to satisfy someone else's needs and wants. Now, it's different from childhood because in childhood, your parents and your guardians are teaching you the right thing to do and how to be remorseful, how to care about others, and how to uh, be sorry for mistreating someone else. So these, those are part of your life's lessons. But now we're talking about grown people, okay? So, they normally do this, as I repeat this, to quiet down a situation or to satisfy someone else's needs and wants. As you can see, in the absence of that person, those people will continue to act the way they want, no matter how many times they hurt those who are close to them. My goodness. The relationship you have with someone should not be the reason why they should apologize for hurting you. That is so true. This is packed, isn't it? We see in many cases, family members are forced to apologize to each other and get along because the elders want them to do so. However, this does not promote true harmony as it only broadens up the rift between two or more, two or more individuals, causing them to dislike each other more over time. Oh my goodness. It's always best to allow people to see the errors of their ways on their own and let them choose whether or not they should apologize to the other person if they want to amend the relationship between them. So we go to number six, an apology to avoid punishment and ramification. Oh yes, so this is a tricky one because sometimes people tend to recognize their wrongdoings just when they realize the magnitude of the consequences after doing what they've done. Lately, we see this happen a lot with politicians, celebrities, and people who are in the public eye. The problem with this is that these people don't always think before they act. A person's dark side comes out usually when they act on impulse. So while it is possible for someone to see something from themselves that need change. There are moments when people apologize just to cover up the hidden and unacceptable ways. And we've seen it over and over and over again. They get caught and then they make a public half, you know what, apology. And then they make it publicly known that they choose to go to rehab. And then, oh my goodness, it's just a big mess. And a whole lot of lies and make-believe. Now, some of the people are serious, okay? But let me tell you something. They only do it when they get caught. All right? Many, many, many. So, would they, as long as they didn't caught, did get caught, they felt that they had no reason to apologize, okay? A common example of this is when a politician issues a public apology for something they've said 
when they didn't think it would ever come to light. And we have to hold these individuals accountable for their actions and understand that if there were no ramifications for what they've done, they would just keep doing it away because that is just who they are. So this is their undeniable nature. Thus far, this type of apology should never be accepted with a simple, I'm sorry. Rather than apologizing with words alone, they will need to show a change through actions. My, my, my. As we already know, talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. When someone apologizes, you can sense the sincerity coming from them, not just through the words they choose, but through their body gesture, facial expression, the tone of voice, hand movements, and the list goes on and on and on, okay? Holding a grudge is never a healthy thing to do, and sometimes forgiving others can be a struggle as the pain that was inflicted and the memory that comes with it is engraved in our mind and in our heart. As important as it is to forgive and let certain things be in the past, we have to keep in mind that the pain is only an experience that can be used for our own self-growth. Sometimes we don't need to forgive others for hurting us. We just need to forgive ourselves for being naive enough to allow them to do it in the first place and let that be the lesson we learn to be a better and wiser version of our old self. In addition, learning to keep toxic people away from us will only promote more peace and harmony in our lives. The world is well balanced with both negativity as well as positivity. We don't get to choose how much negativity or positivity it can have. The only thing we get to do is choose how much of either one we will allow in our world. All right, this is good, and I am finished with this one by uh, Spencer Jean Mary. So uh, he has his information here. Uh, you can uh, probably look up his name. And let me see. He's on Facebook. He's on Facebook. Spencer, S-P-E-N-C-E-R, Jean, J-E-A-N, dash, Mary, M-A-R-Y. So this is a good article. And it's not telling you to uh, be sinful and hard-hearted, but there are some things that people do that are horrifying, and they intended to do it. And God has to deal with us. If it were not for the Lord on our side and telling us and leading us and guiding us and us hearing Him, we don't know where we would be today. There are some things that have happened to some of us that they are horrifying. Horrifying. And God does not require that we continue to be in these people's company. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. Now, here's a, a great... Uh, 
article that he also wrote, and I think is really good. And I'm going to share this, and it's the hierarchy of the people in our lives. And the, it tells us that the year comes and the year goes. Like every other year, events will take place, you will experience certain things in your life, and people will come in and out of your life. We all attract different types of people in our lives. Sometimes these people can be a blessing or a karmic lesson. K-A-R-M-I-C, okay? After all, our universe is nothing more than a university where we all must eventually graduate from in order to ascend to the next level. We are here to learn until the day we depart from this life, and people are the teachers that help us to do that. Some of those people are here to teach us literally by showing us the way. Others teach us lessons through experiences. Some of them put us through such negative and painful experiences that we have no choice but to learn from them and be better, smarter, and stronger than the way we were before we met them. These are so good and we should take them to heart take them to heart okay now I said I'm going to share this uh, there's another part the non-apology talking about apologies a half baked apologies a half you know which is common to people with the you know that apology and there's so many but a non-apology apology we're continuing this and this is in wikipedia.org and I'm going to see if I can find who wrote this but it's in Wikipedia okay so we're talking about apologies and, and the first writer said hey there are some things that you just don't need to accept the apology for and uh, I'll go from there to here I'm sorry you feel that way, redirects here. For the stand-up comedy film by Bill Burr, see, I'm sorry you feel that way. And many people, when they give that non-apology, this is this is how they're, they're going, this is the avenue they're going in. Okay, hey, I'm sorry you feel that way, but hey, okay? So a non-apology apology, sometimes called a backhanded apology, non-apology or false-pology is a statement in the form of an apology that does not express remorse or assigns fault to those ostensibly reviewing or receiving the apology. It is common in politics and public relations and how yes it is. For example, saying I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way to someone who has been offended by a statement is a non-apology apology. It does not admit there was some, anything wrong with the remarks made and may imply the person took offense for hypersensitive or irrational reasons. Another form of non-apology does not apologize directly 
to the injured or insulted party, but generically to anyone who might have been offended. Now, statements that use the word sorry but do not express responsibility for wrongdoing may be meaningful expressions of regret, but such statements can also be used to elicit forgiveness without acknowledging fault. My goodness, that is so true. Now, there's one time I did just this, and I believe with all my heart I was justified because I had... uh, there were channels and organizations I was supposed to go through. I went through those channels. I got the okay for what I was going to do. I, I, and then I went through with what I got the permission to do. And then, because one person wasn't involved in it, that person came and influenced the other person that was really the one that had given the permission, was in the office to do that. Then that per other person persuaded the person that had given me the permission, and I formally did it, solicited the permission, got it, went through with the plan that I had, and then they contacted the other party that I had invited on permission from that leader, specific leader, and told the person that I had not cleared it with that leader that had given me the okay to do what I had done, but because of jealousy and envy and because the other person wasn't involved, that person persuaded that other person to get in touch with the person, other person involved, and tell that person that I did not go through proper channels, which was a bold-faced lie. And then the person got in touch with me and told me that it was an embarrassment to the particular person and that the other party had said that I did not go through the proper channels, which was a lie. And so I said to that person that told me it was an embarrassment, I said, well, you know, I regret that you feel that way. I did not apologize because I had done the right thing. So therefore, I did not owe that person an apology, and I did not apologize. But I said, I regret that you feel that way, but that is not the truth what the the other parties are saying to you. And I let it stay at that. So, for example, I'm sorry you feel that way to someone who has been offended by a statement is a non-apology apology. It does not admit there is anything wrong with the remarks made and may imply the person took offense by hypersensitive or irrational reasons. And the reason the person was sensitive is because the other parties lied to that person. Statements that use the word sorry but do not express responsibility for wrongdoing. And that's what I did. I regret that you feel that way because I had not done anything wrong. Okay? So there are exceptions to the rule.
exceptions to the rules, okay? Now, in the United States, there's legal significance for the non-apology apologizers. So they may try, uh, be trying to avoid litigation that might result from an admission of guilt or responsibility. And we've seen and heard of people accepting settlements from people who have hurt them and offended them and done things to them but then in the statement and they you will hear them say that they are not uh, admitting that they did anything wrong but they want to go ahead and settle this to get it out of the way with no admittance that they have done something wrong so many states including massachusetts and california have laws to prevent a plaintiff from using an apology as evidence of liability. For example, a medical doctor may apologize to a patient for a bad outcome without fearing the apology can be used against them at trial as evidence of negligence. And so if the person is sincere about the apology, I understand that, I really do. Now in Canada in November 2008, The Alberta legislature passed an amendment to the existing Alberta Evidence Act, RSA 2000, C.A-18. That's R.S.A.2000, comma, C.A-18, geared at protecting apologizing parties from risks of legal liability and loss of insurance coverage. Section 26.1 of the Act provides that an apology does not constitute an expression or implied admission of fault or liability. So mistakes are made. Mistakes are made. The expression mistakes were made or mistakes were made okay this is headed is commonly used as a rhetorical device whereby the uh, by a speaker acknowledges a, a situation was handled poorly or inappropriately but seeks to evade any direct admission or accusation of responsibility by using the passive voice the acknowledgement of mistakes is framed in an abstract sense with no direct reference to who made the mistakes. Now, an active voice construction would be along the lines of, I made mistakes, or John Doe made mistakes. So the speaker neither accepts responsibility nor accuses anyone else. A speaker doesn't accept personal responsibility okay and then doesn't accuse anyone else so the word mistakes mistakes also does not imply intent now the new york times has called the phrase a classic washington linguistic construct political consultant william snyder suggests that this usage be referred to as the past exonerative tense. And commentator William Sapphire has defined the phrase as passive, evasive way of acknowledging error while distancing the speaker from responsibility for it. 
A commentator at NPR declared this expression to be the king of non-apologies. So while perhaps most famous in politics, the phrase has also been used in business, in sports, and entertainment. My goodness, there's so much going on in this world. So much going on in this world. And I'm not finished with the apologies yet. Not finished yet. So I'm going to go to the if apology. My goodness, I guess you say, wow, where did all these apologies come from? If if apology, that's how it's pronounced. I-F-P-O-L-O-G-Y. Attorney and business ethics expert Lauren Bloom, author of The Art of the Apology, mentions the if apology as a favorite of politicians with lines such as, I apologize if I offended anyone. We've heard that, oh my goodness, so many times from so many different people. If I offended anyone, I I apologize. So comedian Harry Shearer has coined the term if-pology for his frequent appearances on the Apologies of the Week segment of Les Show. Les Show. Okay, Les Show. L-E-S-H-O-W. So one of the first references was the New York Times uh, by Richard Mooney in his 1992 editorial notebook, If This Sounds Slippery, How to Apologize and Admit Nothing. This was mainly in regard to Senator Bob Peckwood. Only in the intent that someone should choose to take offense, why then then he's sorry. Isn't that something? Only in the event that someone would choose to take offense, why then he's sorry. Mooney goes on to cite Bill Clinton, who said of Mario uh, Cuomo, if the remarks on the tape left anyone with the impression that I was disrespectful to either Governor Cuomo or Italian Americans, then I deeply regret it. So a famous example involved racially insensitive remarks made by golfer Fuzzy Zola about Tiger Woods, and we all, I'm pretty sure you remember that, many of you. Zola's comments and his half-hearted if-pology were news for days and resulted in his being dropped from a commercial tie-in with Kmart. According to John Kador, an effective apology, uh, uh, adding the word if or any other conditional modifier to an apology makes it a non-apology. Excuse me, a non-apology. Now, in 2014, if apology was made by CNN's Don Lemon, who said, "If my question to." Joan Tarshish struck anyone as offensive. I am sorry, as that certainly was not my intention. So this was about a question during his interview with Joan Tarshish, where he suggested biting a penis as a way to avoid being orally sexually 
assaulted. On September 16, 2015, Matt Damon made what Salon termed a non-apology apology when he said, I am sorry my comments offended some people, but at the very least, I am happy that they started a conversation about diversity in Hollywood. Now this was in reference to the backlash against Damon after he made comments about diversity to African-American film producer Effie Brown on the September 13, 2015 debut of the HBO show Project Greenlight that were criticized as condescending. And then there are other versions out there, if apology. There's so much in here. And so you can uh, go to uh, Wikipedia. Now, so I'm going to talk about apology as a tactic. Typologies of apology note they cover a range of situations and degrees of regret, remorse, and contrition, and that success is to be gauged by the result of the apology rather than the degree of contrition involved. Deborah Levi offers the following possibilities. Tactical apology. When a person accused of wrongdoing offers an apology that is rhetorical and strategic and not necessarily heartfelt. Talking about a tactical apology. There are so many apologies. I didn't think I would get this deep into apologies. But it is deep. Here's another explanation apology. When a person accused of wrongdoing offers an apology that is merely a gesture that is meant to encounter an accusation of wrongdoing, in fact, it may be used to defend the actions of the accused. Then we go to the formalistic apology. When a person accused of wrongdoing offers an apology after being admonished to do so by authority, by an authority figure who may also be the individual who suffered the wrongdoing. Talking about a formalistic apology. Happy ending apology. When a person accused of wrongdoing fully acknowledges responsibility for the wrongdoing and is genuinely remorseful. Now that one I like. Now while the non-apology apology is clearly unsuited to situations where an expression of remorse, contrition, and future change are obviously desirable, for example, the happy ending apology, it may prove extremely useful in situations where little can be done to assuage the apparent offense or prevent its repetition as when an airline apologizes for a delay in the, apparent, in the full knowledge that a future repetition, that's right, is inevitable. Such tactical apologies may have beneficial effects simply through the validation of the emotions of the offended party, they answer the basic human need for disagreeable emotions to be recognized and acknowledged as important while protecting the apparently offending party from an expression of remorse. Negotiators 
often use this tactic to calm tense situations. An apology can diffuse emotions effectively, even when you do not acknowledge personal responsibility for the action or admit an intention to harm. An apology may be one of the least costly and most rewarding investments you can make. My, my, my. Here's some, oh my goodness. There's just so much after this. We can also see equivocation, evasion, which is ethics, logical fallacies, non-denial, denial, spin, which is propaganda, weasel words, mistakes were made. My goodness, there's so much in these apologies, and there are so many people who contributed to this article. And I tell you, this is a good article right here. Um, I will not read them. And this was last edited. Please excuse me. Oh my goodness, just out of the blue. This was last edited March 22nd. 20, no, March 9th, 2022. My, my, my. It's a uh, home random near dialogue. Wikipedia. You can go to Wikipedia and find this. And there are some half-baked apologies and a repentance game we play. And that's by Reverend Dr. Matthew Richards' podcast. It's his podcast, Half-Baked Apologies and the Repentance Games we play and so I am going to take a break here and I will come back with this as a part two thank you so much for listening to me right here on S-Pope Radio's podcast I love you and I appreciate you and thank you for listening to part one of Apologies